entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Located in French Morocco in North Africa. The meeting place of adventurers, fugitives, criminals, refugees lured into this danger-swept oasis by the hope of escape to the Americas. But they're all trapped, for there is no escape. Against this fascinating background is woven the story of an imperishable love and the enthralling saga of six desperate people, each in Casablanca, to keep an appointment with destiny. I was willing to shoot Captain Reno, and I'm willing to shoot you. All right, Major, you asked for it. You knew how much I loved you. How much I still love you. about you than you suspect. I know, for instance, that you're in love with a woman. It's perhaps a strange circumstance that we both should love the same woman. What do you want for Sam? I don't buy and sell human beings. That's too bad. That's Casablanca's leading commodity. You can ask any price you want, but you must give me those letters. That's no deal. All right. I tried to reason with you. I tried everything. Now I want those letters. Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up must leave. Presto! <laughs> no doubt about it. I gotta get another hat. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Hey, everybody, this is Andy Powell, guitarist, Wishbone Ash, and you are listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google GoogleTantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And, and, if you've missed any of our past shows, don't forget to check out Nostalgic Radio and Cars. 
Facebook.com. The archive, archive page. Bobby, good evening. How are you? That's the word. How that's, are you? That's the word. Okay, why don't you go ahead and try to get our number one guest yeah. on for the show this evening. We've got a lot See of stuff. we got a pretty exciting show for you this night. we got two guests. Two guests. Now, you know, we're kind of musical guys around here as well as we're car guys. And this past weekend, we just came off of Meekum's Collector Car Auction. And uh, i got to tell you, it uh, was pretty overwhelming. Um, they had a record $217 million sale for the 10 days that they were there. On Saturday, when I was there with a couple of my friends, I was there on Monday of last week, kind of checking it out. See, if you go to the first week, you see all the cars. It's really, you know, they're right. You know, we had John Kramer on the show the other day, and it is, it is a... An amazing car show. It's funny because I was walking around there and you know, bumping into people and stuff, and we're all talking, hey, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And the guy goes, this pops up quite frequently. So uh, do you have a car here? you buy anything? I said, no, I am one in, uh, I am nine out of ten, one of the nine out of ten that is here just to check out the cool cars. And they truly, truly are. It really, it's, it is a trip down memory lane. I mean, it's cars in action. They fire them up. They drive them across the block. They move them around the back every once in a while. Pretty, pretty exciting stuff. And um, on Saturday, they just Saturday alone, they had some record numbers on cars. I mean, it was just, in, just I'm just going to say crazy, okay? And uh, they sold $72 million worth of cars just that one day. Now, I go out to Monterey. I go to Amelia. I'm at uh, Scottsdale, which is next week, you know, Barrett-Jackson. I don't know their statistics offhand. But if they did $217 million at one auction, now granted it was 10 days, okay, so that's 20, close to 3,000 cars were actually sold, actually traded hands. Um, that's a lot of cars. And, uh, oh, we got a guest on the show. Okay, so guys, you know, we're musical, uh, I don't want to say fanatics, but we're enthusiasts here, and especially with musicians and, uh, and instruments and stuff. And, I'm, and coming up here uh, next week is the, one of our favorite shows during the year, and it's the International Guitar and Music Expo in Orlando. And I'm glad to welcome back my good friend, Morty Beckman. Morty, how are you? Oh, great, Robert. How are things going there? Pretty good. You know, I have to digress just for a second. I was snooping around the Internet, which I do from time to time, and I got lost, and I stumbled on your Facebook page, and on your Facebook page there was some Art Deco uh, stuff on there. Now, I did not know you were into Art Deco. Well, I just so happened to like the Machine Age, Art Deco, uh, Mid-Century Modern, stuff like that. So why don't you say something about that real quick, because that's cool stuff. I am intrigued by the design aspects of that stuff, and you know when it really gets right down to it, some of those guitars fit into that era. You know when when you think about some of the early, early, early instruments. Yes. Um, that not necessarily the ones that are the most popular, but sometimes some of the most arcane models have Art Deco um, features. Would would a Dobro fall in that category? Pardon me. I just said I love design. You love design, but would a Dobro guitar basically fall in that that kind of Art Deco design a little bit? I would think that it would it would quite honestly do that. Yes, especially the real ornate ones, you know, with all, all of the uh, inlaid and and uh, and airbrushed, and I mean, there's all kinds of different. Uh, basically what they refer to as resonator guitars made of right. metal, and mm-hmm. they have beautiful designs. And yes, that's really, really insightful of you, Robert, that you noticed that. 
Well, tell us about the uh, the uh, the International Guitar and Music Expo because we didn't have it last year because of the COVID, but we're going to have it this year, and it should be bigger and better than ever, right? Well, I can't imagine why it wouldn't be. My dealers are all signing up. We're probably going to have at least the same size show that we've had all these 34 years. Um, it is in Orlando at the Central Florida Fairgrounds, and the dates for the members of the public are January the 29th and the 30th. On the 29th, Saturday, we're open 10 to 5, and on Sunday, the 30th, we are open 10 to 4. And we'll have dealers from all over the world, all over the country, all over the world, buying, selling. We want people to bring their guitars. If they have something they'd like to trade or sell, there will be people there interested in their instruments. And everybody almost invariably at a guitar show, Robert, you know this, yes. loves guitars. Yes. There's just something about them. They get us going, you know? Uh, yeah, and i got to also tell you, too, that because there's a, a huge selection of not only the vintage guitars, but a lot of parts, and you know me, I've been hunting parts for my Fender Mustangs for a long time, which I have found every time I've been there. i found something for my guitars, which I will tell you that now I finally got my one my one Fender Mustang as, uh, guitars put back together, so I'm, I'm tickled pink about that. That's really great, and I, I did have a couple of guys that said, they were thinking about coming and bringing a lot of parts. Almost invariably, every dealer will have a few parts, but there are sometimes guys that have nothing but parts. And and whoever needs, whatever anybody needs from this expo, they'll be there. There'll be amps, there'll be acoustic guitars, electric guitars. There will be new guitars. There will be affordable guitars. Last year, I sold two guitars to children of of people who have been coming to the show for many years, and they said, we decided we were going to get our son a guitar for for his birthday, and we thought, why not come to the expo to pick it? And I sold two guitars to younger people who were looking for affordable instruments. So there's a lot of vintage there, but there's also a lot of affordable instruments, the kind of instruments that you might normally go to a regular store, and you'll find it at the expo. Now, is this something you just do in Florida, or have you done it elsewhere? I have had guitar shows all over the East Coast, uh-huh. uh, starting in the mid-90s. Um, I don't do them anymore. I've had them in Virginia, Maryland, um, uh, Washington, D.C., uh, the Carolinas. But I've gotten to the point where I, I feel like I dedicate my, all of my energies to the Orlando Expo. It is a big event. There are going to be... 28,000 square feet full of guitars, amplifiers, and accessories. So we, it should be real, real, real uh, uh, full of whatever anybody wants, whatever people like in terms of music. There's also will be other stringed instruments there. So we don't know. The dealers are most all of them independent. So we don't know what they're carrying today. We don't know what they have on in their inventory this year. But it's always interesting, and there's always a lot of color and activity and plenty of people playing guitars. Uh, we will have people selling photographs and different types of little jewelry items. There will be a lot of very interesting um, things at the expo that people who are into music and into guitars will find interesting. Sounds sounds. Totally exciting. And not to mention the occasional celebrity that wanders through there incognito picking up the the rare guitars, right? That is true. From time to time, you never know. I forget who it was the other day, but somebody had shown me a picture of someone who was at the expo that I never knew they were there. 
They said, hey, did you notice that such and such was in your show? And I said, no, I didn't. And they showed me a picture. They had taken a picture across the aisle to somebody who who was well-known in the music business. So you never know who's going to show up. This is true. Well, you know, it's funny because Rick Derringer was on our show last year, and he frequents your event incognito every once in a while. He does. But he's, you know, he's small, so you can, you can catch him, you know. You, you could miss him. If, <laughs> yeah. you if you were looking over the top, you might miss him. Yeah. He's such a nice guy, too. I don't know people that don't know Rick. I, I've not gotten to know him real, real well, but over the years, I've, I've been around him a few times. He's really a nice guy. Um, almost invariably, we find that people that are surrounded uh, around music and guitars are pretty normal people. You know, people that, that like music and like to play guitars, and even the dealers, almost every dealer, I think I can remember one or two dealers in my whole existence in this business, 25, 30 years, that didn't play. They all play. They all, a lot of them have bands. Some of these guys are in two or three bands, even, and they and they gig in their in their cities wherever they live or in their areas. If they live in Florida or if they live in in the, the Northeast or if they live in California or, or Tennessee, they they play music somewhere near where they live. Marty, Marty um, what was this something? Was this a hobby that got out of control, or was this something you kind of planned, these these well, expos, guitar expos? Actually, I will tell you that the real honest truth is, is that, yes, that's exactly what happened. First of all comes the idea that you want to learn to play the guitar. Uh, one of my very best friends started playing when he was 11 years old. I know another guy who the very first time he told his father he wanted a guitar, he was seven. And his dad went right down and bought him a little guitar and an amp and said, here, gave him lessons. For me, I began to play, and then I started acquiring a few guitars, because one thing that happens when you acquire more than one guitar, hmm. each guitar tends to teach you a little bit something different. You have a hollow body, like an F-hole uh, uh, acoustic guitar. It sounds different, it feels different, it plays different than, say, some solid-body electric like a Fender or a Gibson that feels and sounds one way. So each time you get acquire another guitar or play another guitar, it tends to teach you a little bit of something. And so at a certain point, I found that I had too many, and I wanted to know, well, what do I do? And then I gravitated toward buying and selling guitars, and then many, many years ago began to promote guitar shows, and I have been doing it ever since. Well, I'm glad you do, and there's a lot of other people out there that are glad you do. So one more time for our listeners, tell us where and when they can find out all about the the International Guitar and Music Expo. They can go to guitarexpo.net, that is guitarexpo.net, and look at our website. The show is at the Central Florida Fairgrounds in Orlando on West Colonial Drive, and the dates are January the 29th and the 30th. That is the Orlando International Guitar and Music Expo. Buy, sell, trade. We want your guitar. We will have cash there, and we will buy your guitar if you would like to trade it or sell it. Sounds like a winner. Well, Morty, thank you very much for coming on to Nostalgic Radio and Cars again, as usual, and uh, we will see you there next week. Robert, I thank you, and I look forward to seeing you at the Expo. Bobby and I will be there. You can count on it. No, thank you so much. You're welcome. Good luck. Thank Bye. you very much. Bye. 
Okay, guys. Well, just uh, sit around, sit tight, hang tight. No, actually, I should say relax because it's just another day in paradise. And I think you should tune in because we've got a very special local, well-known, legendary musician coming on our show in a few minutes. Bobby, let's go ahead and right, fire up that stereo. That hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars. Don't touch that dial. We will be right back. You can count on it. Key Largo. Key Largo, a lonely island off the coast of Florida. Sultry, heat-ridden, cloaked in the strange menace of the sea. But stranger still is the destiny that brings these people to this remote outpost, to be held at bay with a price on their lives, by a man with a price on his head. Nothing to stop me from wiping you all out. What could that do, boss? Forget it. Her kind's a dime a dozen. I say smack her and let it go at that. Smacking her isn't enough for such an insult. He'd have to kill her. 
Then he'd have to kill the rest of us because we witnessed it. But to kill us all or nothing. We rid ourselves of your kind once and for all. You ain't coming back. Who's gonna stop me all there? Filth. You filth. I won't let you go without me. You've got to take me. You've got to. Oh, get You've away got from me. I'm a wildcat. Smell blood, huh? Got your appetite up. You can make your hopes come true. But you gotta die for it. See what I'm aiming? Right at your belly. Go ahead, shoot. Get away, sister. Get away, Nora. We had it all Just like Bobby in the car Sailing away to Key Largo Here's looking at you Hey there, this is John Oates, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. It's time to introduce our very special guest for the evening. This gentleman is a multinational platinum recording artist, a legendary musician, and he's from our own backyard. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Bertie Higgins. Bertie, how are you this evening? Bobby, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good. I good. You know, I got to ask you this now. I, I when I prep for a show, I always listen to interviews, read interviews, and you know, Key Largo when that movie when that song came out when he did that in the '70s. You know, my wife and I back then, girlfriend, boyfriend, we were dating, and I I, I think was it at the Clearwater Beach before you did you have that song out? Bef- and were you singing that in some of the local places before it became a a, a national hit? No, Bobby, no, and it was 1981. It wasn't the 70s. Okay, well, in the 70s, you used to play in a musical uh, in uh, like the uh, in local bars and taverns and, and places here in Pinellas County, though, right? If I remember correctly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When I when I look now at all the people playing in these bars with their acoustic guitar, I did that back in the late 70s. Late seventies, okay. Well, now in Clearwater Beach, it's, it seems to me I see because I mean, Jim Stafford was down there before he made it big, and then I think you were down there too playing on Clearwater Beach sometimes. At the Glass Frog at the Hilton, you're correct, sir. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, take us back to the uh, to your humble beginnings. You're from Tarpon Springs, so uh, what was it like growing up in Tarpon Springs, and how did your music uh, interest kind of begin? Well, you know, I was influenced by the entire. Water at my father taught me about the Gulf of Mexico. Everything we could do, we did. Then I moved to Atlanta and uh, was working with Sonny Limbo and Bill Lowry, and I was writing a lot of songs. Then, in fact, I've written about two hundred and fifty of them, and that's when I wrote Key Largo. I was playing in a little bar in Augusta, Georgia, with my band, and I just written a song. And we had to do it at least eight times a night. So I said, you know, I might have one here. So I borrowed $700 to my mother, went to the studio in Atlanta, and recorded Keylogger with my road band. And uh, there it was, man. I sang it at least in the, in the final take of that. Uh, I sang it at least 60 times on a Sunday morning at Southern Track Studios in Atlanta. And then we, but the engineer was pretty, absolutely worn out. <laughs> Said, that's it. So there we were. Now, you played with Tommy Rowe for a while, too, and his band? Yeah, I was playing drums with Tommy at that time. We, we did a tour in England with the Beatles manager, 
and uh, I was like 19. But I picked up the guitar when I came back off that tour and decided I wanted to write songs. So I started writing, and they were terrible in the beginning songs. But as I listened to my peers around me, I decided to start listening, and I wrote Key Largo for my now wife. Uh, the funny thing story, when that record came out finally with a little label in it, uh, Atlanta being distributed by CBS Sony in New York, there was only one station, WWID Gainesville, Georgia, playing the song. So I called the program director, and I was split up with my girlfriend at that time, Beverly, and I took her to lunch. But I set up a meeting where he would play it at noon that day. And if you held your car just right, it would bleed over into Atlanta. <laughs> and at noon, it started playing on my little car radio. And it was full of static. And we listened to the whole thing. I said, what do you think, honey? I wrote this for you. He said, well, Bertie, you're singing a little flat on the last verse. <laughs> and romance went out the window. So we went back in the studio and fixed the flat note. So when I hear it on the radio these days, I can tell whether it's that first release or the one after we improved. Wow, that's a good story. Let me ask you this. The video, okay, there's a YouTube video of you doing that song. Where was that film? Was that filmed off the uh, off the uh, coast of Tarpon Springs there, by any chance? Yes, sir. It was filmed off the coast of Tarpon Springs. And the girl who plays that with me in the video was a senior at Tarpon Springs High School. The director uh, came down from New York and went into class and found her. But she originally refused to do it. Then it went over to her parents' house that night, and they talked her into doing it. Interesting. Now her name is Patty Wolf. She went to work for, I think, ABC Television. And uh, a funny story, I did a television show last year at a local TV station uh, in Tampa. And I had my guitar and I was doing my new song. But all of a sudden, out of the right of my eye, came this girl walking on the stage. They had found Patty and brought her on the show with me. Blew me away because I hadn't seen her since we filmed the video. When was the video filmed? Probably 1982. Really? That far back? Yep. Wow. Well, i got to ask you this, you know, because we're Tarpon Springs, we're Pinellas County guys here. Uh, even though I'm originally from Northern California, I've now conceded and adopted Florida as my home state. So at any rate, but Stamus boats were built in Tarpon Springs, if I remember correctly. Well, that wasn't that wasn't Stamus you were, were driving in that movie. Uh, that was my brother-in-law's boat, Warren King. Oh, okay. That we took out off Anclo Key, the island with a lighthouse off, off Tarpon Springs. So uh, that's his claim to fame. We used his boat in that video. <laughs> There was a place that you – I just got a text because we have listeners that always text in every once in a while. I have a listener that just texted in that he used to listen to you play in a little uh, – I guess a bar, if you want to call it that, in uh, downtown Tarpon Springs. And he would always shout out to you, play some beautiful music. 
Does that ring a bell? Yeah, it was my bar I had in Tarpon. Oh, okay. The old railroad tracks, along with my partner, Wesley King. Yeah. And that bar was packed every night. And I used to sit up there and play. I don't recall him requesting a Beatles tune, but I probably did one. <laughs> okay. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you, too, is um, there. I was reading your um, on your bio there that you uh, were a sponge diver at one point in time? Yes, sir, I was. And a ventriloquist? Uh, yeah, well, when I was 12, I was a ventriloquist. But I became a sponge diver in my early 20s. Uh-huh. When I was just starting to write songs, difficult show, difficult gig, that's a tough place to do. But I did it. But, uh, yeah, I was a sponge diver at one time. So if you hadn't become the music, but that was in your heart, that was your passion, right? The music, and then, but what, are the, what, 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 else, what else would have you done back in those days? I mean, what would, have you, uh, what would have your career been? Well, it wouldn't have been much, man. I was a sponge diver. <laughs> okay. Then I worked in a hardware store. And all during this time, I was developing my songwriting ability. Uh-huh. And then when I went to Atlanta, it came to fruition where I could write those songs, man. And then when you came back to Florida, and then, uh, from my understanding, did you spend any time down in the Keys? I mean, was that, uh, you know, influential for you? Well, I had a bar in, in uh, Isla Mirada, which is Key Largo. Okay. But when I was growing up as a boy, every time we'd do a vacation with my parents, we'd go down to Key Largo to go crawfishing. So it all kind of fell in the pocket. I'm a Florida boy, man, born and raised. Your songs, you've got uh, Redneck Riviera, Just Another Day in Paradise, of course, Key Largo. Um those songs, like Redneck Riviera, I'm going to take a wild guess and say that's probably have to do with Panama City up that way. Absolutely. Uh, I wrote that song while I was playing it with the Floribama Bar in uh, Key Largo. Well, not Key Largo. Up in the Panhandle, which is the greatest bar I've ever, uh, road bar I've ever been in in my life. Um, and uh, Just Another Day in Paradise. Where, where, what was the inspiration for that, and where was that written? Well, I decided when I die, I want on my tombstone to say, it's just another day in paradise. Uh, I wrote that in Atlanta. In Atlanta as well. When you, when, when you were younger then, so let's just say in the 80s, when your career really started getting off to uh, you know, a good start, and you were doing you know, in, the, in the first hit, Key Largo. In fact, I was listening to an interview where you were on... Uh, uh, Dick Clark show one time, and uh, which I thought was a real good interview. And, and you're just just a real humble, natural kind of guy. I mean, it was just really cool to, to 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 watch that interview. Was it really tough for you to get going? Did you have the trials and tribulations like a lot of musicians? You know, trying to get out there, trying to get recognized, trying to get gigs. Was that was that uh, hard for you? And then, and then touring as well. Not really. I mean, Dick was always a friend of mine. When I was playing drums with Tommy Rowe in my band, The Romans, we did a show with Dick Clark in Birmingham called Where the Action Is. And Dick became a friend of mine at that time. <clears throat> but he was always so humble. What a nice guy. What a sweetheart. 
Something else I was going to, I, I noticed in your bio, you went to JC. Well, we, those of us in Pinellas County, JC, you know, St. Petersburg Junior College, Drew U, College, or Coachman High or whatever. Um, I was looking at your bio, and your birth date is December 8th. And by coincidence, Jim Morrison's birth date is December 8th, and he's one year off. He's a year older than you. Did you by any chance cross paths with him back in the day yeah. when he was at J.C.? Understand, back in those days, I was not into, I was not into that situation. Okay. I was into Cat Stevens and Gordon Lightfoot, and Gordon eventually became a friend of mine on the Merv Griffin show. Uh-huh. But these guys, I, I was a, I was always a kind of a folky guy. Okay. And uh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, you know, you have to ask because you know there's there's always these coincidences where people cross paths. Um, who are some of the artists that you've worked with in Florida um, that were around that era? That was Lobo. I guess he was around back in the early seventies. He's from I think the Gainesville area or Cali area or something like that. You're correct, sir. Well, I recently did a do duet with the Bellamy Brothers. Oh, they're out of... In fact, we were working together in the 70s at a studio in Tampa called Studio 70. And we just did a duet, which became, uh, last year, one best uh, uh, acoustic song of the year in England. Now, they're out of uh, Hernando County, so they're basically Dade City Boys. Pasco County, right. I think it is. Pasco right. County, right. Right, correct. Interesting. Yeah, they had a big hit back then, Love Grow, uh, Let Your Love Grow, I think is what it was, right? But in those days, I was at their session in uh, L.A. Uh-huh. when they did what you, Let Your Love Grow. Right. But I just did a TV show that they've got about six months ago at their ranch in Darby, in Darby Florida. Right. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Now, you've got a concert this week coming up on the 21st. So you're going to be there with uh, um, Marshall Tucker, and somebody else is going to be on that one. I can't remember. Firefall. Firefall, that's it, yeah. So uh, tell us about that and how people can find out more about that particular concert. And Well, I just rehearsed the band two days ago. Mm-hmm. We haven't been on the road over a year now, and uh, we rehearse. So I'll be on stage at 7.30 Friday night. Ruth Eckert Hall. Okay, excellent. Um, now you have a website as well, and, and and people can go to your website and find and get additional information there as well on your on yeah. you and your album. And it's my uh, it's birdiehiggins.com. Okay, and I'm doing my twenty eighth album now. Twenty eighth album. I got my biggest a lot of my success has been in the Pacific Rim countries, Japan. I was in China eight times in 2019. And they voted a song of mine, Casablanca. The Chinese people is one of the most important songs. As of time time 10, uh, the most important songs ever. So, been interesting time, man. It's been an interesting time. Tell us about the Florida um, is it uh, Music Hall of Fame? Yeah, I was just uh, brought into the Florida Artist Hall of Fame. Or Artist Hall of Fame, okay. Along with Tennessee Williams uh, and a bunch of other important people. 
Tennessee Williams, Ernest Hemingway. Burt Reynolds, Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. And Buffett's on that. Yeah. Now, is it, do they have an actual building for this Hall of Fame, this, this Florida Artists Hall of Fame? No, it's within the, uh, the big dome in Tallahassee. Okay. The Rotunda. And I've got my own flat uh, brass pink paper on the wall. Understand, though, I've been knighted. I uh, have been inducted to the Mozart, Beethoven Hall of Fame. The Tarpon Springs, I mean, the Florida Martis Artist Hall of Fame. So it's been a great three years, man. Wow, that's sensational. Now, the, tell us about the uh, being knighted in Germany there at the uh, Mozart and Beethoven Hall of uh, uh, Hall of Fame. Understand, every uh, European country has their own knighthood program. Really, and a prince, a prince from Germany, came in. Uh huh. And uh, in the uh, in California, I was knighted as Sir Bertie Higgins. So my dad, band doesn't want to tell me, shall we kiss your ring or kiss my butt? <laughs> but very interesting stuff. Okay. You also had a, um, I'm going to say, a acting career. Tell us about your acting career, because you've done some movies, some TV. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, my sons and I have produced five, four feature films. Mm-hmm. When I was living in Burbank, California, for 12 or 13 years, and they're both still out in North Hollywood. In fact, my youngest son has been working with Disney on the Mandalorian project. And my middle son, Julian, just directed the new Michelob, uh, Michelob light beer commercial. And my eldest son, Damien, lives in uh, Brooklyn, New York. He's one of the top rave DJs in the world. Wow. you got to be a proud daddy. You, you, all your kids are successful, and they're all in the entertainment world. Amazing. I'm surprised. And I... Oh, yeah, because his... Uh, Damien's uh, name is Diesel Boy, DJ Diesel Boy. Uh-huh. Where are you where are you at tonight? Well, we're our studios in downtown Clearwater. We're on Myrtle Avenue. And you're at WTAN. We're right? WTAN, right. Mm-hmm. Well, years ago I did an interview with WTAN. Did you? One of my favorite radio stations in the world. Well, we'll take that as a compliment because we uh, we we could use any any and all accolades here at, at, at WTA and in downtown Clearwater. Thank you very much for that, Bertie. Appreciate that. Listen, y'all y'all who are listening, go to BertieHiggins dot com or come out to Friday night coming on the twenty first. I'll be on the stage at seven thirty. Excellent. Well, we will definitely try and make it. Now, let me ask you this: Tell us a little bit about. Um, do you? How often do you tour? And other, and do you do? Now, you're also involved in some charity work. Um, one of your one of them is has to do with the with the with with uh, either seagulls or pelicans, right? And then another one you're working on is with the uh, preservation of lighthouses in the state of Florida. Yeah, well, I've been doing this for a while. Uh-huh. I help. Uh, I went to a meeting with a group meeting about restoring the lighthouse on Anclo Key. And I said, you guys have any money? Excuse me, any money? And I went, 
and I did two or three charity events to raise money to restore the lighthouse. Um, I've been involved in every charitable event that anyone has ever asked me to do, and I've always done it, man. Always done it. Now, the uh, the lighthouse, tell us a little bit about that. What kind of got your attention there? Is there a correlation there? Is it tie? Is there... Because the lighthouses, you know, they I've been around Florida and I've seen a few of them in South Florida, some up in the uh, in the in the Panhandle. There's a couple over on the East Coast, over by St. Augustine, Jacksonville area, and a lot of them they don't seem to get a lot of attention and they seem to be deteriorating. Is there there's something I don't want to maybe this is the right word. There's something romantic and nostalgic about lighthouses. And have you done a song about lighthouses? You know, where this I'm kind of leading up to this a little bit. Well, I can't remember, but I was born and raised in Tarpon Springs, and I played under the lighthouse when I was a kid. Uh huh. So it's always been very precious to me. You understand? Right. Okay. What other hobbies do you have? What are some of the other things that you do? It's like in your spare time, if you're not doing music and if you're not practicing guitar or writing songs, what are what are some of the other hobbies that you have? I watch television along with. Uh, <laughs> Okay. The people that are in my friends in the business, uh, and I, I go grouper fishing from time to time. Okay, well that stands the reason grouper fishing. Uh, let me ask you this: when you, uh, um, were you were you ever in the cars when you were younger? By any chance? I mean, this is nostalgic radio and cars, so we do talk about cars here from time. To, but I just thought well, I'd I just throw that. Bought a brand new Mercedes. Oh, did you? I call it my gentleman's car. It's a four door, three hundred series. Uh huh. But you know, have you seen the new? Have you seen the new uh, Corvette? Yeah, the C8. What an, yeah, with what an amazing car! I'm thinking about buying one. Okay, well, they're a pretty fast car. You like going fast, or are you more of a like you said a gentleman cruiser kind of guy? I just like the look of the car. It's a wonderful looking car, man. What a great looking automobile! Center center engine, beautiful thing. Uh-huh. Um, let me ask you this too, while we're on the subject a little bit. When you were when you write songs and were you ever involved have you ever like mentored anybody? I mean, do you go around and listen, to, you know, kinda like sneak in incognito kinda like in various places and look around and see if you and and uh try to discover new talent? Has that ever been uh any of your you know, kind of fit in your profile, your objective or anything like that? Well, every now and then I'll walk into a bar There'll be a guy with a big old Martin acoustic guitar playing, uh-huh. and there'll be a song that may smite, that may hit me. Right. Every now and then, it's rare though. It's rare. Uh, but I've discovered a couple new people that make a lot of sense to me as songwriters, because I'm basically a songwriter, man. Not a great singer, but a songwriter. Well, you have an amazing voice. You got to admit that your voice is, carries very, very well. Well, I've had a couple of drinks tonight, so I'm a little <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I was going to have you hum a few bars, but that's okay. Well, let me ask you this. Okay, musical instruments. Okay, so you you play drums, you play guitar. Do you play piano at all, by any chance? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. So when you play guitar, were you ever actually into? Did you ever get into the instrument to the point where, um, or do you just get basically a dreadnought style guitar and uh, you know an acoustic guitar and you play, or do guitars styles brands the feel any of that does that uh, resonate with you? Well, of course, I'm a Martin guitar and writing here, writing here on my uh, 
leather couch uh-huh. is a guitar, a Martin, because I haven't been on the road much in the last year, so I'm losing my calluses on my fingers. But I'll watch. I'll play, pick that guitar up every hour or so, every day. Uh huh. For the show coming up on Friday. Right. And practice. Well, at least I get my calluses back. <laughs> at least I get my calluses back. Look Very it. Uh, drums. Do you still play drums at all a little bit? Do you still pound you the skins, what? as they say? Yeah, I was at the big convention when I was living in Burbank for 14 years uh-huh. uh, in California. Uh, the musicians' convention of the music industry. NAM? Yeah, NAM is yeah. what it is. Uh-huh. And I talked to the company into giving me a drum set, and I loaded it into my garage, sat down on it, and could barely play, because drums are a very physical thing. Uh-huh. So I guess my instrument, now and forever, is the guitar. That's it, man. <laughs> and uh, by the way, yes, I'm a huge Martin guitar fan. Okay. Well, uh, we've been trying to get... The owner, or the grandson, who runs the company, we've been trying to get him on the show. Brian Martin, I think is his name, Bobby. Do you remember what it was? We've been trying to get him on the show, but he's hard to reach because we wanted to get a representative from Fender, a representative from Gibson. I play a little guitar. I started when I was a kid, then played it, gave it up, played it, gave it up. And then now I'm here in my 60s, and now I'm starting to play again a little bit. But, you know, I stay below the first seven, within the first seven frets and just rhythm. I'm I'm okay with well, the that. the finest guitar is the Martin. Now Taylor's up against them, but I'm I'm a Martin guy. Okay. I mean, and I've owned several Martins. If I got a few, those of of those downstairs. Do you collect vin- Do you collect guitars at all? Are you into vintage guitars at all? No, I've got about twenty guitars, and most of them I've never played. So you'll have the, the tags from the uh, salespeople on the on the uh, upstairs of the uh, neck of the guitar. Who are some of the people that you've uh, played with in the past that you truly enjoyed um, doing concerts with that you'd like to do again? Man, that list is so long. I mean, I've played with so many people over the years. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, so many people I can't recall. Uh, I mean, let's go to David Alenco. Let's go to, well, he's, he's a crazy man, but I love him. Who else? Uh, I did Nashville Now on the National Network 50 times. Roy Clark, of course. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, there's some great people I've met. Gordon Lightfoot, Julio Iglesias. What an incredible vocalist he is, the best. Are there, are there still people out there, um, musicians, artists, that influence you at all? Probably still Cat Stevens and Lightfoot. Really? Even though Buffett wrote some great songs, he's not a great singer, but he's a great songwriter. Buffett's been a friend of mine for a long time. Then, of course, there was Burt Reynolds, who recently passed away. One of my dearest friends over the years. Really? I had, a, had the good fortune of trying of meeting him a few years back, but unfortunately... They had him so sedated, um, we actually almost had him scheduled to come on the show because I wanted to interview him and talk a little bit about you know the mo- some of the movies that he's done, some of the cars that he's owned, things like that. And unfortunately, it never worked out, and I was sad to see him go because you're right. Burt Reynolds, particularly in the 70s, he was the man. 
you know, recently in the last year or so, I was uh, inducted into the Florida Music Hall of Fame, and he he came over from Jupiter, Florida, uh-huh. uh, to give me the award, and he was crippled up, and my wife helped him down the uh, the corridor into the uh, the room where I was awarded that. He was such a sweetheart. By the way, speaking of cars, mm-hmm. I just bought I just bought a new Mercedes 300. But I'm very interested. Have you seen the new Corvette? Yeah, you know, I think it's a pretty exciting looking car. Um, and uh, what color would you get if you were to buy one? Everything I buy is black, of course. Black? Well, well, what I... an interesting automobile with a middle engine. I couldn't believe it. Have, well, have you driven one yet? Have you had a chance to test drive one? No, but I stopped in at Chevrolet dealership here in Tarpon Springs this afternoon to pick up a brochure on the car. I couldn't believe this thing. And my wife said, if you buy that thing, we'll divorce you. <laughs> oh, well, now, you don't, want, you don't want that to happen. Well, let me ask you this. When you when you walk around and and kind of, uh, let's just say, wander around Pinellas County, do you, are you easily recognizable, or do you kind of dress incognito, or how do you, how do you get around? Because, you know, a lot of celebrities have that issue. They're easily recognizable. They don't go out. They kind of, they kind of become recluses. And uh, so what do you do? How do you handle it? I kind of hide out. I, I, for the most part, I hide out the best I can. Okay. Of course, in Pinellas County, everyone knows who I am, so it's I gotta hide most of the time. But you know what? I don't like to hide. If someone comes up to me and says, "Would you sign this?" I always do, and I'm very, very pleased to do it. Well, we had a gentleman on our show that our, our, does a show before us, Bill Cochran, who uh, has the Only in America Minute. He's on just the, the hour before us, and he found out that you were coming on our show. And I guess, did, did, did Bobby, did did uh, Bill say he knows um, Bertie's mom or somebody in his family? I believe so. Good Facebook yeah. friends. <laughs> they, or if he's their friends on Facebook. So uh, he was, like, totally enthralled when he found out that you were coming on our show this evening. So just wanted to give him a shout-out and give and give him a shout-out to you. Well, God bless you, man. I appreciate that very much, Billy. Anyway, okay, so how, you're so you're working on your 28th album. Is it is it completed yet? Is there a, is there a song on there you want us to kind of keep our ears and eyes peeled for? Well, what's so weird? I got uh, hijacked in my computer about a week ago. Yeah, hacked. It's in the uh, it's in the store uh, repair repair place, getting rid of stuff that uh, they got they got me. They got you. Well, don't feel... But... But? Okay. I have a lot of lyrics and guitar stuff and tracks on there that I need to hang on to. So God bless them. I'm going to pick up my computer on Thursday. Well, Bertie, let me tell you this. We're just about up against the clock, but I'll tell you what. You're going to do this concert. There'll probably be some more, but what are the chances, maybe you know, six, seven months down the road when, when this all this stuff blows over, would you be willing to come into the studio and hang out with us for a while and do a show? Absolutely, my hey Bobby. I'm more than more than happy to do it. Well, that'd be I, we would really we would be ecstatic. We would love to have you in the studio. Well, thank you so much for having me on tonight. Well, Even though I'm I'm a little I've had a long day, but I'm here, man. Okay. <laughs> You did a great job. We are thrilled. You have a lot of fans out there. And one more time, tell everybody where you're going to be this Friday night. I'll be at Ruth Eckert Hall 
at 7.30, my show comes up this Friday. I'll be on there with Firefall and the Marshall Tucker Band, which, by the way, is their 50th anniversary as a band. So it ought to be really interesting. It should be good. Well, Bernie, I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Uh, it was truly a treat, truly a pleasure, truly an honor to have you on our show. And I look forward to meeting you. And uh, with a little luck, I might be at the concert this weekend. Well, why don't you come on, man, and let me know. Our I'll... load ends around 4 o'clock. I'll be backstage trying to get the band straightened up. Okay. <laughs> but come and see me, okay? God bless you, people. All right. Thank you very much. My special guest, Bertie Higgins, Mr. Hey, Key man. Largo. Thank you very much. Yeah, bye-bye. Okay. All right, guys. Don't forget, check us out here every Tuesday night between 10 and... Uh, no, between uh, 7... More. I, I need a drink. <laughs> uh Give me a beer, Bobby. Um, 7 to 8 p.m. on a 10 time. Not on the air. <laughs> Not on the air. 7 to 8 p.m. between. The, no. Listen, I'm so. I'm so. Yeah, 7 to 8 p.m. on a 10 Talk Radio Network every Tuesday. Don't forget to check out our. What's our social media again, Bobby? Oh, good. I'll do that. Yes. Facebook, <laughs> okay, Twitter, yeah. YouTube, LinkedIn, everything. You can find us somewhere. Yeah, you can find us. Nostalgic Radio with Cars. And don't forget, there's a lot of car shows coming up. And then, uh, what do we got going on this weekend? Well, the concert, obviously, with Bertie Higgins. Uh, oh, yeah. Festivals of Speed is this weekend in St. Petersburg. Next weekend is the Motorcar Cavalcade, the Cavalinos in St. Pete. Don't forget, next weekend, the International Guitar and Music Expo. I want to see you guys there, all right? Don't forget, check us out here every Tuesday. Tell your friends about it. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Oh, yeah! Yeah. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.